Kendall Rogers, who joins us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. I appreciate the time. How are you, Kendall? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Great. I appreciate you taking the time. Now, uh, I, I'm always fascinated by uh, your your travels because people ask me about my travels, but but you uh, get about to different uh, collegiate baseball action across the country. Are you going anywhere exotic this weekend, or, or are you keeping it close to home? It, it's very exotic. I'm uh, I'm staying in my office and watching as many games as I can. It, it, it's been kind of interesting this year, so... The beauty of living in the state of Texas, and you know this as well as anybody, is, you know, you see so many teams like the first four or five weeks of the season. So it really kind of negates the the reasoning for going on the road a ton during the season. You know, 15 years ago, I'd go, go somewhere every weekend, but, you know, times have changed a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see, you know, I'll go on the road. I should be at the Big 12 tournament here in a few weeks, and I'll probably hit the West Coast at, at one point. But, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting this year, Craig, just kind of watching, you know, action from coast to coast. I think – you know, the Pac-12, the Big 12, from, from what I've watched, uh, they're wide open, you know, conference races. I think the SEC is really top heavy. The ACC is pretty much the Wake Forest show. And so it's been pretty interesting. Uh, you brought up a couple of points I want to get to. Let me let me start with the Pac-12. Sure. Uh, because I mentioned uh, that uh, the way, it, by any measurement, uh, certainly what you guys do at D1, uh, what is also done if, if, if people go on looking at their favorite RPI uh, uh, listings and things like that, they're going to see SEC number one ranked conference in the country, ACC number two, and they're going to see Pac-12 number three. And, and for folks, what about Big 12? Well, Big 12 would be four. But uh, if you look at the computer numbers on that, there's some drop-off between one and two, two and three, and three and four, isn't there? There really is. I mean, I think if you look at the SEC and the ACC, I think they're a little bit ahead of the other, other couple of conferences. And I think the biggest thing with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 is those are both conferences where everybody's going to kind of beat up on each other. If you look at the Pac-12, and I'll, I'll single out the Pac-12 here, uh, when you look at the Pac-12, this is typically a league, you know, at least like in the last five years, where you're going, hey, like it's tough to, it's tough to find a fifth and sixth postseason team. Where, you know, this year, you know, you look at the Pac-12 as a whole, and like I could legitimately look at that league and go, hey, like there are like seven or eight teams in this league that I would put in, that I could put in a regional, and I think they could compete. And so I think the Pac-12 is better. Uh, and I even think the Big 12 is better. You know, I mean, you look at Baylor, you know, sitting at four games out of, you know, first place right now. I mean, had you told me a month and a half ago that Baylor would only be four games out of first place right now, I probably would have thought you were a little crazy. And as you saw firsthand over the weekend in Waco, like Mitch Thompson is literally getting every ounce out of that team that he possibly can. Like, he's done an amazing job. And so I think even the Big 12 teams, a lot of people look at the RPIs and go, oh, well, this league's just not very good. I think this league's just really balanced. I'm not saying that guy, I'm not saying, you know, the, the Big 12 has a Wake Forest or LSU or Florida or something. But, I mean, they're all really solid clubs. I totally agree with you on that. And and uh, uh, the other point that was going to get you to jump right on is Wake Forest. Because <laughs> whenever I mention this, and, and uh, of course, uh, Keith Morland joins me on the road on radio broadcast and works LHN. He votes on a Hall of Famers poll, and he had Wake Forest number one on his ballot. And whenever I, I mention this to other people, they're going, really? Really? Wake Forest, because when you think of the ACC, maybe we've thought of North Carolina, we thought of Louisville, we thought of Clemson uh, in the past. Uh, but the, the two names I'm hearing, and even NC State, obviously, but the, but the, the names that I'm hearing lately, 
Uh, Boston College, even though they've had a, a, a rock or two of late uh, in their path a little bit, and they've got a big series yeah. in Chapel Hill this weekend, and then Wake Forest. And and for folks who don't know anything about this Demon Deacons program, other than the last time they saw them was at the regional at Dell Diamond in 07 against Texas, uh, what is it about this Wake Forest ball club that really impresses you? Yeah, first of all, Boston College, Mike Gambino has done an amazing job. I mean, you talk about a program that's overseas. They were picked dead last by pretty much everybody, uh, you know, going into the season in the ACC. And right now they make a regional. I, I'm I'm with you. I kind of wonder if they have staying power a little bit. But, you know, Wake Forest is one of those programs that, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, like I was hesitant to go all in on them before the season because, I mean, you're talking about a program that, you know, as you well know, like if, if there is not a culture, uh, you know, present to, of a, you know, a championship type of culture, it's really hard to kind of meet those expectations. And if you look at Wake Forest as a program, this is a program um, that has been in Omaha since the early 1950s. And when you look at them this year, I mean, they've literally checked every single box. And, and that's without Teddy McGraw, probably their projected number two starter coming in the season. They lost him, and what's happened, uh, you know, Rhett Louder continues to be, you know, arguably one of the top two or three pitchers in college baseball. You know, Sean Sullivan, a Northwestern transfer, has done a really nice job. And then Josh Hartle uh, has, you know, turned into a, you know, frontline ace, you know, in the Sunday role. And then you look at Camden Minacci on the back end, and that's All-American. And that's not even including a, an offensive lineup that probably has three All-Americans as well. So, you know, LSU might be the number one team in the country, but you can make a very, very strong argument right now that Wake Forest is not only the best team in the country, but they're also the most balanced. I actually think they're the, they are the most balanced team right now. Uh, I'm just still sticking with LSU just because of the star power offensively. Yeah, that makes sense. And before I jump to the ACC, uh, SEC, lest people forget, obviously, you've got Virginia, North yeah. Carolina, Boston College, Wake Forest, Louisville. Duke, by the way, I think has been, uh, at, at times, we've seen some impressive things yes. out of the Blue Devils this season. No, they haven't. And Chris Pollard, you know, people kind of forget that they had back-to-back super regional appearances uh, a couple of years ago, and they kind of had a, a rough year last year. But, uh, you know, again, that's a program that a decade ago you were going, man, they have no shot to compete in this league. And all of a sudden you make the right hire, you get the right admin, in, you know, in place, and, uh, you know, that they you know, all of a sudden make a move. So, yeah, Chris Pollard's done a really nice job. And, again, you know, you talk about teams dealing with injuries. You know, they haven't had Jonathan Santucci for a couple of weeks, and he is by far their ace pitcher, and they continue to win. So a lot of teams around college baseball, and frankly that's kind of the storyline of college baseball to an extent right now, is how many time, or how many teams around the country have overcome some significant injuries, including the University of Texas. True enough. Uh, visiting with Kendall Rogers, D1Baseball.com. Okay, let's jump to the SEC because they've been uh, the number one uh, rated sure. conference in the country, uh, stock loaded with outstanding teams. Uh, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on, on a couple of ball clubs. First of all, uh, one of the questions I get quite often is people are asking, what's wrong with Tennessee? And then, and then uh, who do you see right now, would, other than LSU, is it is it Vanderbilt? Is it Arkansas? Who really stands out to you? Kentucky has been number one RPI, uh, the rated team in the country, or are the real dangerous yeah. teams other than LSU coming out of the SEC? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing with Tennessee is you know it's it's kind of been a perfect storm for them. I mean, this is a club last year that offensively just absolutely overwhelmed teams, and if you look at Tennessee so far this year. They've only got a couple of guys with double-digit home runs. I think last year they had seven or eight guys with double-digit home runs. Um, they're near the bottom of the SEC in, in team defense right now. Um, you know, pitching-wise, Chase Burns, who was a freshman of the year last year, ERA is over 12. 
you know, Chase Dolander, who will probably be a top-five pick in the draft. His ERA is over five in the SEC. Uh, and then Drew Beam hasn't been very good. So if you don't play defense, you're not hitting with consistency. I think they're hitting 240 in the SEC. And your starting pitching that star-studded is struggling. Uh, that is the recipe for a lot of a, a lot of losses. And so, you know, maybe you kind of look at Tennessee and go, hey, maybe with Vandy at home this week and a rival, maybe this is finally what gets them going. But I think this is their last stand. I think if, if they play bad against Vanderbilt, it's hard for me to envision them going on a run. I think when you look at the rest of the league overall, uh, I mean, as much as people hate to see it or hate to say it, like the SEC might honestly get five top eight national seeds. And the reason is is because as of right now, there's not a Big 12 team that would be a top eight. Um, you know, the, the Pac-12 is borderline with Stanford and Oregon. So let's just assume in, in the American with East Carolina, like they would be a top eight as of today, but the American only has one team, that's ECU, that has a top 100 RPI. So you kind of feel like their RPI is going to drop in the 20s. So the SEC is in a position where it could legitimately get five top eight seeds when you look at South Carolina, Arkansas, Florida, Vandy, LSU. Uh, I will say two, two things on the SEC. Uh, I love what Vandy's done so far this year. I think we all, you know, we all saw them at Globe Life earlier this year. Had you told me they would be this good after that weekend, I would have been a little surprised. And the same goes for Arkansas. Uh, I think Dave Van Horn has done his best coaching job this year. You know, you talk about losing your Friday starter, your closer, uh, your top reliever, and they haven't skipped a beat. Uh, you know, they're still a top top five, six team, you know, in, in the country. Um, and then the other team for me, South Carolina, you know, what a job that Mark Kingston has done. Him and Nick Mangione at Kentucky both. Both of those coaches came into the season knowing they had to win big to keep their jobs, essentially, and both coaches have done so. I think South Carolina, for me, has more staying power. I think when you look at, you know, the Gamecocks, Ethan Petri uh, is probably the top freshman in college baseball right now. He's done a phenomenal job uh, in their lineup. And, uh, you know, they got more than enough on the mound, um, you know, to make a run to Omaha. So it's good to see the Gamecocks back. And let's not forget about Florida. You know, the Gators, you know, they're, they're right in the hunt yet again, you know, keeping on Jack Caglione. Uh, the top two-way player in college baseball. Uh, Kendall, let me get, let me get your your pick. If I were to present to you four series this weekend, uh, and and you could just transport there and you'd be there for this series instead of watching them all at home, which might be the best thing anyway. But if out of out of these four <laughs> series, which one would you be most interested in watching up close and, and personal? Boston College in North Carolina. Uh, also, uh, Southern Miss at Coastal Carolina, uh, Vanderbilt at Tennessee, or uh, Texas A&M at Kentucky. I'm going to actually go with Southern Miss and Coastal. Um, you know, one of the big storylines for me this year has been the Sun Belt. You know, this is a league when they added Southern Miss and ODU, I thought it would take a big step forward, and it really has. I mean, this is a league now that is five, six. Seven teams deep. I think. I mean, I even really, really like Texas State's team. Uh, I know they've had some, you know, bumps in the road, but you know they're healthy now. They're really scary to me. Uh, but I look at Coastal. You know, kind of the, the the return of Gary Gilmore and just the job that they've done this year. Uh, and then Southern Miss. You know, they're one step away from the College World Series last year with with Tanner Hall and company, and uh, they're right back in the thick of things in the hosting mix. And, and keep an eye on that series because when it comes to the top sixteen regional hosts. I think the winner of Southern Miss and Coastal will be hosting at the end of the season. Wow. Okay. All right. And then of these teams that I'm going to uh, pre- present to you, which is a dark horse that folks are not really talking that much about that they really need to be aware of? Okay. All right. 
I'm going to give you these. Campbell, Indiana State, uh, uh, also, I was going to say Southern Miss, but you you gave a great uh, uh, breakdown on them. So I'll go t- instead to uh, UTSA and also another one that folks – well, I'll give you another one that, that folks may not be that wary, uh, aware of, but they might be pretty soon, and that's West Virginia. Yeah, I'll go with Campbell. You know, I think when you look at what those guys have done the last few years, I mean, they've been in the mix every single year. If you remember a couple of years ago, they gave Tennessee all they could handle the Knoxville Regional. Uh, they've got a frontline ace in Kate Keeler. Um, they've, they've got a big-time offense. They hit for a lot of power. Uh, and Justin Harris done a really nice job there. And and let's not forget, I mean, I think from a, re, from a geography standpoint, I think they would probably be in a regional that they would probably think they can win. So I, I would go with Campbell, but, you know, West Virginia is really interesting to me, too. Obviously, the health of J.J. Per, uh, JJ Weatherhold is paramount. But, uh, you know, you look at their pitching with, you know, you know Ben Hampton and, uh, you know, Blaine Traxel. You know, they've got some nice pieces on the back end with Carlson Reed and company. Uh, they're, they're very dangerous as well. He's Kendall Rogers. You can read his outstanding work. Subscribe to D1Baseball.com. It's always great to visit with you. I'm sure I'll see you down the road uh, somewhere, if nowhere else, in Arlington at the Big 12 tournament. I appreciate the time and, and enjoy the weekend. of a, you it, buddy. Are you going to have a whole wall of games on? Is that the deal, how you're setting that up? So I, so it's 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 a little overwhelming if you're not used to it. But I do, usually do a quad box on a big screen. Yep. And I have like a game going on an iPad and then a game, game going on a laptop. So I'm watching – six games at once it's a man after my own heart to keep up with (laughs) i love it hey kendall thanks for the time i appreciate enjoy the weekend thanks craig be good buddy all right that's kendall rogers